everybody, and welcome back to the Chaluminati Podcast, episode 103. 301. Uh, we are three, there. Zero, We've done it. Cicada 3301. Uh, as always, I'm one of your hosts, Mike Martin, joined by two uh, co-hosts, Jesse Cox and Alex Fasciani, uh, the dynamo duo from California. We're two Ninja Turtles. We're called Lazy and Tired Donny. <laughs> tired Donny? <laughs> tired Donny and... Lazy. Lazy. They're Italian painters, right? So, you know. Right, yeah. right, right. You remember Tyrone? He drew the sleeping man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Lazy never completed any of his works, but no. I, hear, I hear the sketches were masterpieces. He was very genius. He was a genius. He was, a, he was yeah. an overlooked genius, but he just never got anything done. Right. Fantastic. Well, Fernando Lazy. <laughs> <laughs> what about Shilleroni? Shilleroni? I love that guy. He, you know what? He had some good works, um, but... His really like his big le- his big legacy was that he was the first guy to go to patreon.com slash Illuminati pod <laughs> to support this show each and every week, making sure that we get out an episode. You guys get many sods at the end of the week. You get art. You get first dibs on great T-shirts. Have you seen the latest T-shirt? Have you seen it? Has anybody seen has anybody seen it? Is it no, out? Nobody's seen it. Yet. Guys, Only other than us. Have you office. seen it? Guys, if you guys <laughs> you guys yet. have to become a host of the show so that you can see art ahead of time as well. Because let me tell you, it is so tight. You're gonna be mind so blown. If you like, I'm not gonna spoil it, but it's one of the sexiest cryptids this side of Japan, and you guys are gonna love it. <laughs> And that's at patreon.com slash Illuminati pod where you can become part of the Illuminati and support the show each and every week. I love everybody who does it a little bit more than everybody else, but I love everybody. So it's not that big of a deal. If you can or can't, please support us guys. Just give us a little support. That's a Shilleroni masterpiece. That's one of his, that's one of his big quotes. So I, you know, I'm, I'm reading that verbatim. So that was Shilleroni. So (laughs) Guys, I give a little bit of support, eh? <laughs> Vincenzo, a shilleroni. God. Uh, I got to admit, gentlemen, it's been a hard week to concentrate on anything other than UFOs and UAPs. It's It's been a crazy goddamn what we, week. What do we think? Real quick. Just let's. T- we, we are we two talked, days away. We talked two last days week. Away. I, yeah. I have been made aware of some technologies out there i've been made aware of some possibilities of these things being things besides aliens i have been made aware that maybe octopuses are an evolutionary offshoot of an alien race that lives beneath the waves and watches over us and makes sure we're okay i've heard everything that you can hear have you seen the octopus teacher it's about ufo disclosure and it it won an oscar i'm just kidding it's not about that don't quote me on that but let me tell you something (laughs) let me tell you something I have no idea what's going to happen, and I am genuinely experiencing anxiety and fear about the future as a result of UFOs, which is a crazy, crazy thing. Don't you think? Yeah, I mean, I've, I mean, we're going to talk about it a little bit more in the minisode after this, but there's just there was another post followed up by the throw alien guy. We're not going to talk about it in great detail, oh, but, but I will, will say that post that well, we will in the minisode, but I will say that post didn't. If true, didn't instill hope in me. No, it's <laughs> a much anything. scarier situation than it it's was last week. Lines of, it's more along the lines of the theory that like aliens are neutral to us and we are nothing but kind of animals to them in a weird way, which is, you know, uh, which is, I guess, the worst I, case scenario. I would scenario. be fine with that. I would be. That's not the worst case scenario. The worst case scenario is that they're Genghis Khan and we're like about to get stepped on. I like, feel like 
I feel like that if that was the case, though, it would have it would have happened already. I'm right there with you, but I'm just saying, like, here, here's the deal. Here's the deal. I want to impress upon our listeners how crazy this is. First of all, there was an yes. account that made a post seven years ago, one post seven years ago that I read on this podcast uh, about a coincidental date. It's the only thing that really connected it to UFO disclosure uh, is that there was a random, it was dated July 18th, 2021. And then six days ago, for the first time in seven years, this account posted an update. Uh, like one day after the episode went live, like literally one day after the minisode went live. So this is a patron for one. What? I mean, he's a patron for one. You think throw away and we, it was like the Colbert bump. We like, we yeah, like, that's what it was. Woke him up and activated him as a, yeah. no, what's even crazier is he deleted his account since too. Since then. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. true. So now you can't really what did the tweets say. Oh, we'll get into We're it. About it it's, a, it's a huge post. It's longer than the original. It's not, post. Yeah. It's, it's a post on Reddit. It's and Jack it's and Gina. About- Remember them? The two aliens, Jack and Gina. Okay, I here's the thing. Well, I don't believe any of this is going to result in anything as it always never does. That's, that's Boy, my, would it that's be neat fear. if it did? Boy, would it be neat if it did, but it won't. But if it does, I'll be like, guys, you were right. As the world burns <laughs> down around, like burns down around us, all religions are upturned, governments collapse. I will be like, guys, you did it. You were you were okay. correct. Yeah. All right, guys. So you got I me. Wanna, I, I know we got we got a real subject to, to talk about here, but when you talk about like religions burning already, a lot of I'm seeing a lot of uh, Christianity in particular calling the aliens and UFOs demons right now. Like that. Did we thing. not say that's the first thing that would happen? They are already the they're saying it's, it's, uh, they're, it's, it's Satan t- trying to lie to us to make us believe it's aliens, but it's actually demons. And that's like the, the big, that's like the big scary Here, thing. Here's all I'm going to say. To the writers, weak sauce. Figure that shit out. Make <laughs> it more compelling if you're going to make up some shit to cover your ass. Fix if it. If demons have supercars, I mean, like, that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool, though. <laughs> it is. It's a convincing argument. If you're I'd be like, be like, whoa, you got like faster than light travel? If you're Meanwhile, telling me these idiots over here just have faith, <laughs> boo, boo. <laughs> if you're telling me that the most real depiction of demons that exists in literature and entertainment is Glottis from LucasArts Grim Fandango. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what to believe anymore. I don't know what to believe at all. And I, you know, I don't know. I don't know about that. I, I think I, it's weird. It's definitely weird. Thing. I, I think the reality of what we're going to get is going to be disappointing. Like, like Jesse kind of said, I think what they're going to say is what we kind of already assume. They don't even know what they I don't are. think we're going to get anything beyond what yeah, we've already seen. I don't on think we're going to get anything. I don't think we're going to get like anything other than them saying like, yep, they're out there. Yep. We've been recording them. And yep, we don't know what but they one are. And month that's going to be the extent and 18 of 18 days after that day. Let me tell yeah, you. Supposedly. Yeah, we'll talk about that. I don't know. I'm hoping it's I obviously hope for something, but people, we'll you know, people give happens. these dates wait, but I'm going to tell you something. I lived through 2012. OK, I lived through December of 2012. So that's true. Nothing, no, no mysterious dates will scare me <laughs> anymore. The, we, we've gone through so many end of the world scenarios. I just <laughs> the 2012 one was like one of the big ones, though. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, it was a huge one. Uh, I, people forget Y2K was a thing. For Dude, most it, of it you, were probably far too young. Yeah. Probably 10 years old at the time. But for us high school kids, we were told that shit was the end of the world. Computers yep. would reset. Our money would disappear. Airplanes would plunge from the skies. People would yes. die. Yeah. Yeah. And then and then the, remember, I remember going to my computer and when they, when it ticked over and being like, oh, 
nothing happened. <laughs> just- All I'm saying is when people look at generations and like what's, you know, everything's wrong with certain generations. Like what, what made them the way they are? Millennials started off with like the world is going to end. Got hit with 9-11. Well, first they were like, no, you go to college for whatever you want and you're going to have a job and a happy life and you're going to have enough money to pay for it. That didn't didn't pan out. Then they were like, the world's going to fucking end. That didn't pan out. So now we're stuck (laughs) in the post apocalyptic world. We had we had 9-11 followed by a 17, 18 year war at this point, followed by like the worst financial crisis since the depression. Twice. Twice. Like, all I'm saying is I get why millennial like when people are like why don't you own a house i get why they're like no nah, i'm good a worse <laughs> pandemic yeah. a worse pandemic than that we than than anything we've seen in 100 yeah. years and <laughs> an armed insurrection of the u.s capital uh and i still <laughs> have to pay time. i still have five thousand dollars left on my student loans <laughs> <laughs> from when i God, exited college so over a decade ago <laughs> i hate it man uh, and i and no i'm paying I and i'm paying to month to month up. rent in an apartment you know when I'm 32 it, years old. You know what? I hope we are animals to these aliens. Come fucking scoop us up. Now you us. get it. Y'all, yeah. y'all have for you know years what? been like, Fuck I it. would fight in the rev- revolution against the robots with Neo. I'm like, nah. <laughs> Me and Cypher be eating that steak and I would have no worries. Uh, oh, dude, ignorance Matrix. is bliss, my friends. Yeah, Everyone, when you're a kid, you're like, I want to be an adult so I can do what I want. You know what you're going to do when you're an adult? Not what you want, dummy. You're going to do what <laughs> everyone else wants because you got to pay taxes and you got to go to work and you got to do all this shit. Trust me, no. be a kid forever. It's I'm going to be wearing better. my wool sweater. My name is going to be something like Digit or Port. And I'm going to be. <laughs> All the good ones are taken by the ones from the movie. Oh, I'm going to be there. I'm going to be bald. I'm going to be eating mush out of a bowl. I'm going to be gyrating hate, in the in the I cave hate, church. I know you won't. No, That's you me. Won't. I will. I will be like, join me, Port. And you can have all the steak. It's just ones and zeros. Me and Captain Niobe are going to hang out and we're going to be cool. And Ghost, Niobe and Ghost, I'm going to be hanging out with them playing matrix chess i don't know what they do i don't know what they do in their time off <laughs> they they dance rave they rave in a cave that's that's and that was, that's pretty much that was it. hot though that was that was dude michael from lost that was like the sexiest scene he's ever been in harold perino <laughs> what's that guy's name dude yeah yeah that was sexy dude come on did you guys play the matrix online <laughs> i played the ma- enter the matrix i did too oh see i played the mmo too all right. Well, you can choose your side in that. Yeah, no, I, I would, I would definitely be with the robots the machines and I'll be with the aliens. Machines. I'll be with whoever sure. has, is, has the power because right. I know how this stuff works. I'm that's why I'm like, call me Illuminati. No one ever does. I've been over here wanting to be evil for years. And the no Chiluminati, the Chiluminati has been meaning to call you, but they're too relaxed. <laughs> they're having too nice of a time. <laughs> it's been awkward. Yeah. It's really pretty where they're at. Trust me. They're like, chill. it's super <laughs> comfy. It's warm. We've been wearing very light linens. At Coconut Grove. Oh. Yeah. They've just yeah. Been Coconut yeah. Grove Coconut restaurant Coconut and Grove. bar. Yeah. <laughs> it's only right. at 30% actual- capacity because we can't, we're not fully open yet, but once we do, right. oh you gotta, shit. Oh, Safety yeah. precautions oh, yeah. for now. Yeah, we're going to deal, <laughs> we're going to affect some world events. Trust me. <laughs> Thank you to today's sponsor, Felix Gray. I've had a copy of my Felix Gray blue light glasses, the Faraway black style now for a good few weeks, and I genuinely didn't think I'd see that much of a difference. But two weeks in, and I see a huge difference. 
I've been spending my time working on the computer for the past 10 years, and I did not realize how affected my sleep had become because I just took in so much blue light. As soon as I started using Felix Grey, I started getting sleepy at like 11 o'clock as opposed to 1 or 2 a.m. And after some more time and some more use, the more I went without them, the more I started to notice the headaches. Felix Grey lenses offer 15 times more blue light that can make screen time tough on the eyes and disruptive to sleep. The blue light specifically starts zapping those melatonin receptors, making it hard to be sleepy. Non-prescription and prescription glasses are available, and you can check all of them out over at felixgrayglasses.com chill right now. Like I said, I use the Faraway black ones and they fit my face rather nicely. And if you don't like what you get, you have a 30-day money-back guarantee. There's nothing to lose but the eye strain. Get yourself a pair of glasses made for the 21st century and designed for modern, hardworking eyes. You have nothing to lose except for the eye strain, so go to felixgrayglasses.com chill for the best blue light glasses on the market. That's F-E-L-I-X-G-R-A-Y glasses.com chill. Free shipping, free returns, free exchanges, felixgrayglasses.com chill. All right. Well, we got to round about to the actual topic today, boys. And unfortunately, it's not aliens. That's uh, we're going to take a little bit more of a break from aliens. But we're going to go back into the land of the spooky, the, the land of the ethereal, the land of the Ouija board, also known as the spirit board or the talking board. What do you say? OK, final answer. What do you, how do you pronounce the name of this board? I say Ouija board. Ouija? Ouija, Ouija? Ouija board. Um, Ouija board. It, it's I think it's supposed to be Ouija board. But here's the deal. Just like how it's supposed to be. Reese's pieces pieces no, it's not it's okay. Reese's pieces yeah. it's Reese's pieces and just like it's Ouija board for me it doesn't matter Ouija, Ouija board Reese's Ouija, pieces Re- Ouija I'm with you 100% Reese's pieces is some like east of the fucking Mississippi nonsense yes. that I don't fucking yes. understand <laughs> Reese's pieces my dude it's Reese's pieces and it's uh it, I, and here's the thing it's the also about pieces how you pro- exists right no, but like it's, we it's all- about how, yeah yeah but it's about how you pronounce the the first part of it right because it's <laughs> yeah, Reese's but that rhymes with pieces no you're right you're, you're totally right it, it's really truly supposed to be Reese's pieces pieces right but yeah if you live in a certain part of the country, it's Reese's and it's Reese's pieces. That's just the way it is. I'm just right like there with how you. it's Ouija. It'll always be Ouija, <laughs> even though there isn't a G at the end of it. There's no G. It's J, but it doesn't matter. It's Ouija board. It's Mario's green brother. Oh, yeah. Ouija time. <laughs> I speak of the ghost. Okay. I will give you an actual answer. According to the dictionary, you can pronounce it both ways and it's both correct. So. Just pick your choice. It's either way. So what we're going to do is we're going to talk a little bit about the history of the Ouija board and talk a little bit about um, where it kind of comes from and where it's at today. Um, but more specifically, we're going to talk about kind of some stories uh, from the Ouija board, what people have encountered in it. And uh, we'll talk a little bit about the idiomotor effect for those who are going to say, but that's what that is. Um, so first and foremost, what is the Ouija board? Like I said, it's just kind of a, also known as a spirit board, a talking board. It's basically just a plank of wood or cardboard. Some people use a piece of paper with the number zero to nine on it. The answer is yes, no, hello, goodbye. And then the alphabet. You can use then a planchette for some boards. If you're getting like, if you're not using a homemade one, it's kind of that triangle thing. That's almost like the Illuminati symbol with like a clear glass thing in the center that centers on the letter that's being chosen. For homemade ones, people have used cups, like clear cups upside down. 
basically anything to be the focus that can move across the board and you can see what it's centering around as the letter. And from there, you typically try and communicate with spirits, or at least that's what the majority of the use is it for. Other people have used the Ouija board as a way of to try and see the future, ask questions about what's going to happen to themselves or what's going to happen to family members, and you get answers sometimes. Some people believe it is spirits of the dead coming through. A lot of people hope that they they use this, especially during the giant spirit boom way back in the day. This is what they use to try and communicate with uh, their dead family members. This was particularly prevalent during the post-Civil War era, um, where people were using spirit boards more to try and speak with them. Um, but then there's the, uh, on the science side of things, instead of it being spirits, there is also the claim or the study that it is the idiomotor effect. Now, the idiomotor effect is basically your subconscious mind moving your hand without your actual knowledge uh, or your actual willingness to do so. Um, we'll actually go over a little bit of the studies here. Uh, the idiomotor phenomenon is a psychological phenomenon wherein a subject makes motions unconsciously, also code the idiomotor response or the idiomotor reflex, abbreviated IMR. It is a concept in hypnosis and psychological research. It is derived from the terms idio and motor, obviously for muscular action and mental representation. And the phrase is most commonly used in reference to process uh, to the process whereby a thought or mental image brings about a seemingly reflexive or automatic muscular reaction, often of minuscule degree and potentially outside of the awareness of the subject. TLDR, it's like playing light as a feather, stiff as a board with a ghost. Oh my God, I forgot that game was even a thing until you said it. Yeah. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, it's very much that. It's all suggestion and, hypno uh, and hypnosis. And um, the answers that are drawn forth are believed to be the subconscious giving the answers that even the, the person doesn't know they know. Yeah, the, the third option. The skeptical uh, idea that perhaps everybody just thinks they're not moving it when really they all kind of are moving it. Oh, I was going to say one person is actively moving it to mess with everyone else. I'd like to sure in group in group scenarios. Sure, that sounds like a who friend use the Ouija problem. board by themselves. Sure, of course, but have we all happen. have that one friend. We all do. Yes. I have you ever? Uh, <laughs> I played with one when I was a kid, and I remember it was like me, my brother, my sister, and a couple of my cousins, and it was super freaking us out. Only to be the older cousin who was a teenager at the time messing with us and scaring the yeah, shit out of us. Yeah, because for them, that's the fun. If you're yes, the friend correct. that moves the fucking Ouija board, you probably don't fucking put back shopping carts either, do you? Yeah, it's the ghost's <laughs> responsibility. I bet you, you do it. That yeah. kind of guy. I bet you have a few things to say about wearing masks too, huh? I bet. <laughs> uh, all right. So uh, if you move the Ouija board, you are all right. That's that's how it goes. That's what I am. I'm going to say there's a 50. <laughs> I'm going to say it. there's a 50 50 split across just, the spectrum. I'm willing to bet there's a lot of people on the left who are equally like, because <laughs> here's the thing. I'm going to say half the population in general is just a piece of shit. Yes. Purely evil. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Purely evil. You're right. I'm gonna go back 100%. to the shopping cart. I'm gonna go back to the shopping cart example. I guarantee not one fucking person that that moves the Ouija board and pretends like they're not puts back their fucking shopping cart. Dude, it's such a I got I put the sh a shopping cart back the other day and some dude putting his groceries away was like, hey, thanks for doing that. And I'm like, yeah, no, no problem. We dude. can actually like, all I'm do not it. gonna you know, all yeah, of us like, together. We everybody can do should it. be able to do that. Yeah. All right. So um back to the Ouija board. Scum it wasn't of the earth. <laughs> It wasn't in the 18 <laughs> God. It actually wasn't in the 1890s where this kind of thing uh, originated. It one the very first mentions of what is known as automatic writing 
uh, was a method used on Ouija boards found in China around 1100 AD in historical documents of the Song Dynasty. The, meth- the method was known as Fuji, planchette writing. The use of planchette writing as an ostensible means of necromancy and communion with the spirit world continued, and albeit under special rituals and supervisions, was a central piece of the Quanzen school until it was forbidden by the Qing dynasty. And this is specifically so, the like stranger things sort of like communicating via letters element. Yes. Letters and planchette yeah. and you know, that kind of thing. Exactly. So it's been around forever before it was eventually turned into a market product that is being, you know, sold in stores and the like. Um, it's been around for a while. That being said, it doesn't stop people from truly believing that what's happening to them is spiritual or supernatural in nature, whether you believe in the idiomotor effect or not. And some really weird things, according to some, have happened after using a Ouija board. For those heavily involved in the spirit side of things, the Ouija board is a portal to the other side. And leaving that thing open, whether, again, you believe it or not, can actually be an invitation for other nefarious spirits or entities to pass through and stick around for a while. Therefore, I personally suggest if you are going to mess with the Ouija board, whether you believe it or not, take the precautions necessary on the very low chance this shit is real. One of the biggest mistakes people make, apparently, is not saying goodbye properly, uh, saying goodbye over the thing three times and closing out the session. And people tend to hurry it up and try to be done when they get spooked. And that's why things don't stop haunting them after they thought they said goodbye. A good chunk of these stories are actually going to come directly from Reddit, but a few of them are also from um, like 2015, 2014 uh, and deeper parts of the Internet that we will uh, talk about. As when well we get as there. the film Paranormal Activity. <laughs> as well, as paranormal, well, that's a document. That's a documentary. All right. You just go watch it. That's exactly how it works. That's exactly. Well, how what's it works. his name? The dude. Oh, they have God. like weird the names in that movie. Is, was it P? Did it like a Pizzozo? Like Pizzozo? Pizzozo? Oh, it's like no, Mike. It's not Pizzozo. It's, it's like Am I thinking that that Pizzozo? That what the fuck is that? that Science sounds character? like a Pizza Hut menu item. <laughs> Pizzozo. No, isn't that coming? Doesn't that come from like? Doesn't that come from um, uh, the Exorcist movies? Isn't that the name of the demon? That, Pizzozo could be. Uh, I'm. I'm. It, that sounds like when you take a pizza and then you right, fold yes. it in half. Yes. You get a Pizzozo, yo, dude. I'm kind of. Are you talking for a about Pizzozo? That might be what I was thinking of, Pazuzu. <laughs> like Mesopotamian <laughs> you know? demon? Yeah, 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 which I think they used in Exorcist 2 or 3. I can't remember. I want to know how a Mesopotamian um, demon found his way to America. That's the story. Like, what was... I bet like, you it was like was an artifact or he was just like, you know, brought over. You know what? I've had enough of the old country. It's time to go hunt up a new place. And then it's just like, yeah. <laughs> the and then it like world. cue the 80s song that plays with him, like getting aboard a plane and like, oh, there's a kid in front of him who's crying. And then there's like a kid behind him who's kicking his chair. And he's like, oh, I spilled my coffee all over <laughs> myself. Oh. And he like vaporizes the flight attendant. Right. Right. It's like, <laughs> Good oh, Lord. All Very right. aggressive. And he's just like, oh, <laughs> Yeah, then he lands, he's halfway out of a hole. He lands, and he's just like, and then yeah. the door opens, and he's like, it, like, like you know, he's at Laguardia. The door opens. He sees New York, and he's like, ah, baby, right? I got the whole thing in my head. I bet it was great. Bill Murray chasing him around, blowing up all the golf holes. Yeah, yeah. His nemesis yeah. is is, is like right. a. Gopher, I want to see this movie, right? And then yeah, so many about me. Kenny Loggins. Yeah. Somebody give me a sign. His driver at the airport has a sign that says Pazone. And he's like, it's Pazuzu. Yeah. And he, 
They're like, is that the pizza from The Exorcist? <laughs> All right. Here's a handful Drops of very short rappers. He's like, yeah, okay, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, look at this pizza wrap. Remember the, the pizza wrap? The, the, the rat's like, we, we, we just cousin write, we Bazooza? Just write this movie. And he's like, is that you, Mordecai? And he's like, I've been a rat in New York for years. Yeah. <laughs> That's All like right, the new gaming version. How do you get Dan Tan to animate this? Uh, <laughs> this is amazing. Rat? Yeah. All right. <laughs> okay. I'm going to give you a handful of quick, dirty ones that have some rather Ooh, horrifying endings. Sexy. And then go into some... Longer, more creepy ones that uh, are okay. a little bit more detailed. Okay. So first one I've got for you is by uh, is about a great aunt who was by a, a, a throwaway account on Reddit uh, specifically. My great aunt is never married, and when I asked why to the Ouija, uh, when I asked why rather, my dad told me the story. Apparently, when she was sixteen, she had a pretty serious boyfriend. When she used the Ouija board, she asked if they would get married, and it said no. She asked if they would break up, and it again answered. No. Asked if one of them would die, and it said yes. And when asked which one, it said goodbye. One week later, her boyfriend was in a wood chipper accident at the mill where he worked and died. Yeah, he got killed in the wood chipper accident. Peter Stormar from fucking Fargo came and chucked him in. Right. right. Uh, That's an example as well as like using the Ouija board more as like a what's going to happen in the future kind of ask like a crystal ball style kind of toy or tool. The next one. My friend and I were about 14 or 15. She had a Ouija board that we used quite often. I always thought she was pushing it for the fun factor, and I never took it too seriously. One night we started, and it was about 9 p.m. We started getting very strange sayings. None of them I can remember 27 years later. And we got a name. Although the name I have forgotten over the years, it said he was from Malaysia. He was here to protect us. I don't remember uh, that much. The next thing we know, it's 7 a.m., it was like we blinked and the sun was up. It was very freaky. We lost 10 hours of our life. Neither of us remember anything about it. We were just sitting there at the table staring at each other like, what the fuck happened? Too bad we didn't have a third person there to tell us. She would never use the board again. I did, but I never had any experiences after that. Which one of them do you think didn't return the shopping cart to the, to the place? <laughs> it's the other friend. I, I think the other friend didn't return it. All right. This one is about a warning. The last experience I had with the Ouija board, the planchette flew across the room, smashing against the wall of its own volition and power. They are a doorway. And unless you know how to ingratiate the spirit, you have no idea whatsoever who or what is communicating with you. You've opened a door and called them through. I was staying at a hotel with friends in Northern Ontario for a chess tournament. Geeky, I know. Can't exactly remember the town. Not anymore. Anyway, yeah. Netflix made sexy that shit sexy as hell. That's true. That was a great show. Oh, God, what a if good show. If you love sports anime, give The Queen's Gambit a try. Honestly, that's so, yeah. that's such a that's good what comparison. Yeah. That's so good. It's yeah. it's not really like a factual story about anyone in particular. It's just like no. a great sort of romantic look at the world of chess upside down on Anna Taylor-Joy's ceiling. Yeah, it's it's super good. Go watch that. Anyway, we were looking for some thrills at night and someone busted out a board. One of those official ones you can't you can get from Toys R Us. We asked a few questions I can't remember, but I will never forget when we asked if it knew it if any of us were going to die. Yeah, I know strange question to ask. So it spelled out a person's name that was with us at the time and then a date, which was approximately one year later. My friend died a year later from his cancer in his knee. 
He knew about it six months before he died. To this day, I am still curious about the device, but damned if I'll ever Mm. touch it again. Do you? Okay. So they said they used a legit one or they used a handmade one. They said they used a legit one that they bought from a toy store. Do you think that there's anything to the branding? Like, do you think like that there's some sort of like official spiritual interface that's like currently owned and operated by like Hasbro? Like, you know what I mean? Like, do you think that the, the exact arrangement of a Ouija board as you buy it from the branded Ouija board game that you buy in a store matters to the, the magic quote unquote or witchcraft. But I also think this goes to the planchette as well, where you were saying earlier, it could be a glass. Like I I guess like going back to the beginning, do we have any information about why it was you need this special tool? Or is it just like, no, uh, it I mean, could be anything. Be with you, I mean, I didn't do a mega rip apart of like the, the, the Ouija in, in the terms mythology of, like of the Ouija board. Like, yeah, in my mind, at least it's like everybody needs to add their, you know, like people are sort of like a, like a conduit for spirit energy. And you're sort of like all adding your sort of like element to the planchet so that all of you are sort of like channeling the spirit together because you're all there and you're all paying attention. And theoretically the spirit is using the energy that you have same way, like ghosts uh, science is often explained where somebody starts to get tired so that the ghost can like go do something. Cause he saps the energy that he needs to like go do you know, turn on the sure. lights or whisper your name on an EVP or whatever. And I think that's sort of the, the logic of it, but that's the thing. It's, it's a fucking yeah. board Here's, game I, that I was made you, up. Yeah. Yeah. I can give you a little bit in the, back in the Ming dynasty, what they used was a support, the planchette. It was a directing stick or stylus typically made from willow or peach branch and roughly resembling a dowsing rod. So initially it was more of like a dowsing rod pointing to letters. Very I guess, similar vibe like a, to a dowsing rod, actually, like in terms uh, of yeah, what you're, you're know doing, what? That's actually like you're yeah, guiding energy, right? Yeah. The dowsing rod is another really good example for, for potential idiomotor phenomenon happening. If you're using it to communicate with spirits, like a lot of people do, you know, cross them for yes, split them for no, that kind of or thing. Or like, you know, that's another one though. That's like really rough because like, it's really easy to move those motherfuckers if you're holding, yeah. them. you know, yeah. It's uh, all right. Yeah. One. Sorry. Sorry. I, we, I just, it's, it's fascinating. Yeah. No, it's all good. Yeah. Last one of the small ones. And then we're going to go into the big detailed ones. <laughs> About two to three years ago, my friend brought her Ouija board to my house so we could play with it. The first few times it was used. I just watched while some of my other friends used it. Then I decided I would join. We asked if there was a spirit president. It went to yes. We asked it, its name, but instead of just going to the letters to spell it out, it started going to random letters, not making out any specific word. I asked for its name again and it spelled out bitch. I started freaking out and then it spelled cunt. Then went right back to random letters again. I freaked out and left the room. Whatever it was, either was just really mean or something other than a spirit. I am never touching one again after that. So do we think that was a ghost? Do you think that was her friend? Friend. 100% insulting her friend. In the 100% best way she could? friend. A ghost <laughs> is not going to sit there and be like, bitch. Like, it's not going to happen. Bitch. It's not, if, if I had to connect, okay, had but to, connect to what? anyone and I had like a few brief moments, I wouldn't be like, bitch. Fuck you, bitch. What happened? I'd be like, the man who killed me is named this. When I was a kid, my dad like hurt me. Like, yes, you know, like I would never be like, real information. You. Like, I'm under the floorboards. Instead, I was like, bitch. Wouldn't happen. 
<laughs> what happened? That's I one hundred percent a friend. Here's the thing: it was though. a demon, dude. Maybe it was just a negative energy. What if it was the ghost? to false, false. <laughs> what if it was the ghost of the guy from Silence of the Lambs who, when 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 she's walking up to Hannibal Lecter's cell, though? No, I mean what? maybe that's the ghost. <laughs> no, just saying. Like there, you know. It's uh, I'll say this. <clears throat> I've seen a lot of mediums, quote unquote, on TV and in person doing things. And a lot of the times, especially in like England, when the ghosts are like, oh, they're like prisoners. They're like, fuck you. You know, they're like, they're like <laughs> get out of my fucking face. Because they're like, they don't I, know I, they're I, dead. They don't I know. I do would like to come to the defense in a weird way just to, you know, throw this in there is that if they are truly portals to the other side, if something is just like a trickster or kind of just a nefarious being, not necessarily human, just some sort of energy, just throwing out insults might entertain it, might think it, it might think it's enjoyable, but I'm not exactly saying that's what's going on. All right, on to the longer, more detailed stories. <clears throat> this story is going to make me sound crazy. Again, another throwaway. This has no tag to it, no name for this person other than throwaway with random numbers. This story is going to make me sound crazy, but here goes. Before this incident, I had never used a Ouija board in my life. Growing up, I had an aunt who would dabble with Ouija boards in the paranormal, and my mother always advised me to never touch one. One day, my partner decided it would be fun to buy one and use it with a few friends. I wouldn't say we were complete skeptics, but I don't think any of us were really expecting anything wild to happen. We went on the internet and looked up how to safely use one and plan out what kind of questions that we should ask. So we made a run to the store and picked up a Ouija board. We didn't really want to use it at our house, so we gathered up a couple friends and I drove to a state park a few towns over. We started to head up the hiking trail and find a good spot to lay the board down. We begin going through the motions of asking if there was a spirit who would like to communicate, etc., etc. The planchette then moved with ease. It's a really strange, powerful feeling when it glides across the board. The planchette it came with was a thick hunk of plastic, and there was quite a bit of friction when trying to intentionally move it on the board. We were a bit stunned that the damn thing was working. We asked the spirit if it was good, uh, if it was a good spirit. Of course, the planchette moved over to no. We then asked if it wanted to harm us. That's some serious self-perception right there. Are you good? No. 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 I'm a bad, bad boy, and you're going to hate this. I'm here to fuck you up, and I've been waiting for you for months. Planchette moves over. So uh, then we asked if it wanted to harm us, and the planchette moves over to yes. My partner asked how it would go about doing this, the board began to spell out engine. We see a group of hikers coming up in our general direction and we carelessly put the board away without properly saying goodbye. As a mistake. It's one of the red flags of Ouija. Don't yeah, forget. It's a huge red flag of the Ouija. We hike back down to another secluded area and decide to try again. This time we come into contact with a spirit who claims to be a six-year-old boy who died sometime in the 1800s. Seemed nice at first until he told our friend he wanted him to die so that he could have someone to play with. We decided to ask the board questions only we would know the answers to, which my personal break here feels like a bad. I mean, I, it really wouldn't help if, if like the idiomotor effect is in effect here. If you know the answers, you're going to subconsciously move it you know, into those things. Each person asking the question took their hands off the planchette to be certain. OK, well, I guess then then that that covers it. The board got every damn question correct, and that's when I started to feel a bit uneasy. I honestly couldn't believe it. The board then proceeded to spell out my name. I was confused as to what that meant. Soon after, it began to rain, so we told the board that we had to go and asked it to help us bring the planchette down to goodbye. It complied. 
We all begin walking back to my car when I notice this woman sitting in an SUV next to mine watching over us. Watching over Her us? never watch like watching them walk like touch by the, uh, the car yes <laughs> watching over her gaze never really left and it kind of rubbed me the wrong way we all get in my car and i go to start it and the engine won't turn over it was almost as if the battery was dead but my accessories still worked i begin to shit my my pants what i hadn't had my car like that was a metaphorical like i think he was shitting his, like he was scared uh, oh Okay, well, like, yeah. I began to dude, shit some, my pants. one time somebody turned into meth. Like, anything is possible, okay? That's true, that's true. We did have somebody melt into numbers. I hadn't had my car for very long, and it never gave me trouble. It seemed like way too big of a coincidence. I look over at that woman and put my window down and ask her if she has jumper cables. She reaches behind her and pulls them out as if she had them ready. We get out of my car and hook them up, and when my partner's friend's phone rings from a number he doesn't uh, recognize, he picks it up. And it was someone just asking if we were okay. He chalked it up to the fact that a drug dealer previously had the number. So we got a lot of unknown calls. Still weird. We start chatting with this woman and thank her for letting us use the jumper cables. Turns out she has the same name as me, which the board had previously spelled out. Perhaps a warning. Yeah. Apparently this woman had the same name. Like Alex Fasciani vibes like name. Same. Yes, yeah, same. For, I'm assuming first name because they do not specify. Oh, okay, okay, okay. She tells us that she works as as an ultrasound technician at the local hospital and has cancer, uh, and has cancer and young children. We ask her what she was doing in the parking lot, to which she explained she was waiting for her weed dealer. Medical marijuana is legal in my state, so I was a bit perplexed, but didn't think anything of it. I was just grateful she was helping us. I go to try and start the car, and it still won't work. It just kind of rolls over for a, it just kind of rolls for a few feet in the parking lot before shutting off. At this point, it's getting dark and I begin to come to terms with the fact that I'll have to call for a tow truck. Our friends ended up getting picked up and my partner stayed with me as we waited for the tow truck to arrive. We told the woman she could leave since she was still weirdly waiting with us. She offered for us to sit in her car while we wait because it was raining again. I asked her if she could pop the trunk so I could sit on the ledge, but she told me the trunk didn't open. So, stupidly, I get in her car with my partner. The weird woman made a joke about disabling her child safety locks in the back, so I won't think that she's, quote, trying to keep us here, end quote. Yeah, very creepy. Up until that moment, I was like, this kind of is like touched by an angel, though. (laughs) Yeah, and then... I'm sorry, I didn't disable my child safety locks. Now you can't leave. (laughs) Uh, That rubbed me the wrong way. She starts telling me that maybe I should just leave my car there and offered to give us a ride home. I politely decline. Then she tells me that she has a friend whose husband works for VW and he could surely fix my car for a good price. She calls up her friend and because we were in the car and it was quiet enough that my partner and I could faintly hear the other line. She explains the car problem and asks how much it would be to fix it. We hear on the other line the person ask if I'm a boy or a girl. The woman says girl, and the man on the line simply said, good. Nope. We get out of the car and tell her the tow truck should be there soon, and thanks for the help. We gave her the Ouija board and told her she could keep it because we didn't want it anymore. I still kind of wonder what she did with it. She kept trying to get me to give me her number, and I kept saying she would come to, uh, with me to get my car fixed from her friend. Eventually, though, she fucked off. We ended up getting back home late. The AAA guy, uh, the AAA guy, we told the AAA guy how we were fucking around with the Ouija board and met the weird lady afterwards. He said he wouldn't have picked us up if he had known that. 
What? The next day, my partner. Yeah, my, it's Jason. I just said, yeah, I want to pick him up. Salem, Massachusetts? Like, what the Many fuck questions. is happening? We don't, I don't know. The next day, my partner opened his text that uh, his text that he sent out when we were waiting for the tow. In a conversation with his mother, the text box had "Yes, Satan, yes" written out. The message wasn't <laughs> sent, but he sure as hell didn't what? write that. The next day, I called the hospital to see if the woman even worked there, like she had claimed. And nope, they transferred me to two different floors, and there was no ultrasound technician working there with the name. To this day, I still don't know how to explain what happened that night. And I'm sure as hell never using a Ouija board again. Also, the dealer the woman claimed to be waiting for never even showed up. She just left. So what she was doing that night and what her intentions were, I'll never know. What did her license plate say? <laughs> just kidding. No idea. <laughs> so they, there's your first more detailed story. Yeah, of a, Satan. Speaking to a ghost, but also getting <laughs> like a, sort of a premonition answer that they're going to die because their engine didn't turn like, over or something. Incredibly weird story. All right. <laughs> we all try to recapture our childhood in small ways as adults. Don't lie to me. Don't look at me to lie to me. I know we all do it. That's part of being an adult. One of the small ways I like to do that is with those really sugary cereals, or at least that's the way I used to do it until Magic Spoon showed up at my doorstep. It's going to sound crazy, but this is an actual good tasting cereal that is none of the unhealthy benefits as those ones that we ate growing up. Magic Spoon has zero grams of sugar, 13 to 14 grams of protein, and only four net grams of carbs in each serving. Only 140 calories a serving. It's keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, low-carb, and GMO-free. It's also been great for me too because as everybody knows, because I don't stop talking about it, I moved recently. And in with that move, I've been really trying to change my diet, change my life basically from the ground up. And that diet is part of it. So this has been a good way to try to stop eating those bad cereals that I was so fond of before. You can get some right now by going to magicspoon.com chill to grab a variety pack and try it for yourself today. Be sure to use our promo code chill at checkout to save $5 off your order. And Magic Spoon is so confident in their product, it's backed with a 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they'll refund you your money, no questions asked. Remember, get your next delicious bowl of guilt-free cereal at magicspoon.com chill and use code chill to save yourself five bucks. Thanks for Magic Spoon for sponsoring this episode. All right. Moving on to the next story. This one's off of Reddit and on some uh, just kind of like po old post board site from old internet times. Back in 04. This happened a few months ago in October 2004. Back when I was still a third year high school student. My friends and I stuck around the school late at night after our annual Halloween party. We had agreed to try out my friend's Ouija board. That wasn't the brightest idea, but we needed a thrill. We found a nice spot under a huge Nara tree and proceeded with our half-assed ritual. I don't know what a Nara no, tree is. I'm looking it up you? right now. Nara tree? N-A-R-R-A. -R -R -A. I never, I didn't end up looking it up. It's uh, so. Terracarpus Indicus? Sick. What's that mean? It's a tree. What does it look like? Uh, It's like a big tree. It's, um, it's just like a big. Okay, so it's just no, like a normal nah, looking tree. Not really. Yeah. It's a, uh, it's <laughs> I don't even know how to describe this. It's got like wacky roots. Huh. 
Well, that's the kind of tree they're sitting under for this half-assed ritual with the Ouija It's a board. very big sort of like dramatic tree. Like, Let's, uh, probably enough for the Yeah, yeah, yeah. Story. Good idea. Good, good call. All right, cool. There were five of us, two boys and three girls. We were all expecting some kind of paranormal contact. Rumors had it our school was haunted, but we never really experienced anything firsthand. And it was Halloween when all the spirits came out to play and we all wanted to get spooked. Typical kid stuff. Also, we've never seen a Ouija board firsthand before, so we were pretty excited. Our school was an old Spanish colonial house built in the 1800s when the Spaniards still occupied the Philippines. We were in a section of the school that doesn't get used often. Located beside a creepy old Jesuit, a Jesuit house, people only go there when they needed to use the restroom, store equipment on one of the sheds, or make out with their boyfriend or girlfriend. We My sat kind down of Jesuit the house. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hell yeah. The horny Jesuit house. Hey, hey, hey. We sat in the middle of an Jesuit open house. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Nice. It's worth it, guys. We sat in the middle. <laughs> we sat in the middle of an open space with only an exposed bare bulb nearby illuminating the surroundings. We were all having uh, having a laugh, scaring each other with what if scenarios. It was your typical dumb kids doing dumb things. My friend who brought the Ouija board proceeded to place it in the middle of our circle. If I remember correctly, it was the glow in the dark version, which we found hilarious, but it gave us the ability to see what was written in the dark. Uh, awesome. Hello. Any glow in dark is sick. Here's the deal. Ouija, it's kitschy. Like, there's no yeah. way, especially if you're buying the fucking one from Target or whatever. It's a kitschy thing. You should not be ashamed of a glow in a dark one. That is tight as hell. Yeah, that's But you sick. can't do it by candlelight. Not knowing what to do and... I mean, you can. It's just like not yeah. as efficient. Like you're, you're just wasting candles when you got that <laughs> sick, you got that glow. sick glow, bro. <laughs> <laughs> not knowing what to do and going after what we've seen in movies, we all proceeded to place our index finger on top of the planchette. We sat there looking at each other until one of us said, what's next? We didn't know if there was a proper way to start the ritual. Plus, the board didn't come with instructions. So we decided to just throw in a question. Is anyone there? I called out into the darkness. If there are spirits living here, please talk to us. One of the girls joined in. We clearly had no idea what we were doing and still nothing was happening. Not even the slightest bit of wind. One of my friends jerked the planchette and the girl who brought the Ouija board screamed, breaking the silence. We all laughed at how ridiculous it was. After a bit of joking around, we decided to give it another go. We all placed our index fingers on the planchette once more and asked, if there's anyone out there, we would like to make contact. Don't break the circle, one of my friends jokingly said. Shut up, I whispered. We were just about ready to give up when the wind started to pick up. The stillness broke and the darkness around us seemed to move. I thought it might just be a coincidence and yelled out, Okay, don't break the circle. Is anyone there? I was excited. It was like a scene from a movie with dirt and dead leaves swirling around us. One of my friends was scared, saying, My mom warned me about playing with forces we don't know. Did you die here? Were you killed during the war? Are you the headless priest that roams the halls? Do you know of Jose Rizal, which was their national hero? Are you a hottie? One of my friends even asked. At this point, we were all throwing random stupid questions and still nothing was happening. At this point, one of my friends called bullshit and said they didn't want to do it anymore. We were all thinking the same. Just then, a group of dogs from the neighboring house started barking at us through the chain link fence. These six dogs were growling and showing their teeth. We all screamed and without finishing the ritual, bolted right out of there. We didn't see each other until after Halloween break, and this is where the story gets even creepier. One of the girls told us about a weird experience she had the night after playing with the Ouija board. She had gotten home late 
after hanging out with some of her friends from the neighborhood when she realized she forgot the keys to her house. So she called her. Uh, so she called up her brother, who was then still sharing a room with her, and what he said crept the hell out of her. He swore she was already home. He claimed to have seen her walk in a while ago and that she looked really tired and saw her head straight to bed. Creepy, but no need to, to freak ourselves out, we all thought. Besides her, brother, besides, her brother must have just been tired and seeing things. But then my other friend started telling us about an encounter she had that Halloween night. She was going up to her room when the light started flickering as she was ascending the staircase. Your typical horror movie visuals shrug it off to faulty wiring. But just then, she saw the door to her room open and a dark figure stepped out and stood atop of the staircase. She couldn't make out the entity's face, but she just recounted that she couldn't move and felt utter dread as the figure stared down at her. My best friend who just joined the conversation was in disbelief. Something happened to me as well. He recalled that he was sleeping one night when he woke up feeling really uncomfortable. He described his vision as having TV-like static, and a feeling of heaviness surrounded him. He looked around the room, and that's when he saw a bloody, charred face with piercing red eyes grinning at him through the window. Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> that's okay. horrifying. <laughs> I couldn't believe what I was hearing because I had, I had an almost run-in with death that night. What? After the, ritual, after the ritual, I was sleeping in our sedan on the way home after fooling around with the board when I felt our car jerk. I woke up instantly looking out the window. I found that we've been hit by a huge what? oil tanker. I panicked and leapt out of the car you had to look Luckily, out the window. Mom- All right, whatever. Yeah. Okay. I'm not, I'm not trying to break this down. <laughs> I mean, you're welcome to luckily my mom and I survived the crash since the front of the car was a total wreck. I still don't have an explanation of why those things happened to us, but thank God nothing happened after that. I never played or got near another board ever since. So that's the story. It got a little bit weird at the end there with the oil tanker crushing the car. Um, but another one of those situations where you don't close the portal and weird <laughs> shit happens. Yeah. No, agreed. <laughs> All right. Next one comes from um, uh, Cora, that wonderful board uh, where you can ask questions and get answers, almost like Yahoo Answers, but like with an actual upvoting system that doesn't have only three people upvoting. I've used a Ouija board multiple times. I did a lot of research beforehand to stay safe, of course, and now know just how to work it, or work it without worrying. Uh, this is a story by the man by the name of Lucas, by the way, from 2015. My very first time, I used a homemade cardboard Ouija. It was super pathetic. If I were a spirit, I might have been a little offended. My friends and I went to one of my friend's old houses whose new tenants left because they claimed it was haunted. As an avid fan of the paranormal, I was thrilled when my friend asked me to investigate. Of course, we were 15 and 16, so we also just made it an edgy hangout. The lights were out, there was no furniture, and I was, and I was overprepared. I made a giant salt circle in a room as our home base and brought three knives, four flashlights, and tons of extra batteries. Is it just like freeform, we, like witch-themed like paranormal <laughs> like, protection? Like, is there rules? Yeah. You know what I mean? It really, really I is. I made my kinda. salt circle, I got my butcher knives. We were ready to go. <laughs> Uh, it's the same thing when you go into the scientific side too, because some people use spirit boxes, but some people don't even say those are fake and use K2 meters where other people use like magnetic measurements. A spirit, really a spirit is box just, is just a K2 meter attached to a guitar amp. Let's be honest. <laughs> I mean, you're kind of right. In Damn. The home. <laughs> uh, I know quite a bit about anyway. that. Let me tell you. Well, this man, had I don't know why he thought he needed three knives and four flashlights, but the extra batteries make sense. 
We then went to the room that I felt was the most haunted, and my friend confirmed this is where the tenants had seen most of the action. One of my friends, a devout Catholic, made a small salt circle around himself, watching and recording in horror. We asked in Spanish, since we live in Mexico, if there was any spirit who would like to have a peaceful conversation with us. At first, nothing happened. Then the planchette moved just slightly, so little that it could have easily been an unconscious movement from one of us. But then it began moving for real. Slowly, slowly, cardboard catching against cardboard. We watched silent, not daring to breathe until it landed decidedly on yes. My, fr- uh, my friend in the salt circle whispered, no mamas. An- I don't know what that means. Another friend let out a nervous laughter. I had to remind her not to remove her hands from the planchette. They asked, are you a woman? She asked, uh, they asked the spirit. It circled, yes. What is your name? My friend who invited us asked. It slowly slid to D and then G. That same friend then asked if those were her initials. It went to no. It was then, it was, it was the scared Catholic friend who figured it out. D and G in Spanish are pronounced de and he. Combined, they sound like deje, the imperative form of dejar, to leave something be. Do you want us to leave you alone, he asked. The planchette slid to yes faster than I had imagined it could. Of course, we didn't have to be told twice. We bid the girl goodbye and quickly left the room. It it was amazing. Yes. Kind of like Adam West, Batman (laughs) and Robin rules though a little bit though, right? (laughs) Exactly. It's so like, it's, it's like when Dr. House figures out a thing. Like someone's telling him a story and like one thing he's like, oh, and if this and it goes to this and this is a thing and this and that's what it is. And you're like, what? <laughs> okay, sure. The d- d- I, duh I, and I, huh. And if you just extrapolate indubitably vis-a-vis the quadratic <laughs> of the equation, in, in the end, it's duh huh. And that, of course, is in the 17th century. There was an old Greek priest named Dahonis, and if everyone knows that he was killed in a great fire that took place in this very house. Yeah, like look, I guess I guess we have to decide ground rules. Like, is Ouija like hinged hinging on the fact that the spirit speaks English? Or are we somehow is it like a mystical process? Well, these are these are this was all in Spanish. I'm just we're just translating. Right. I just mean like okay, like was the but the Ouija board? It didn't say like see and no. It said yes and no, and goodbye on it. Right. It, it like it's not like a because like if he's if the ghost can't the ghost just spell Dahar? I I am mad. Uh, yeah, that's okay. That see that's more the point. I I, I agree with because I don't know. It might have said see and no. I don't know because they were in Mexico, but. Um, yeah, they, I don't understand why he couldn't have just spelt like Dahar, like, yeah, or Dehe, like, I don't, I don't know. I have no idea, but listen, maybe he's a, maybe it's the, maybe it's the demon spirit of house and he May, wants I mean, to put them through I a puzzle. I feel like, like I don't know. is very much alive. When did you guys become aware? Wh- when did you guys become aware that Dr. House was Sherlock Holmes? Uh, maybe season one or two. Like he's called house because it's like right. home, but it's medical. Yes. yes. Shit. Just now. Right. This very moment. He has a Watson. <laughs> what's what's Watson oh, called? Wilson. Wilson. I also. Yeah, yeah. Dr. Wilson. Yeah. 
I also have to sheepishly admit it didn't click until like a couple days ago that Cruella Deville was just Cruella Devil, like cruel, the Devil part, cruel of yeah. evil, cruel and evil, get, yes. cruel. But I didn't. Deville yeah. did never turn into Devil in yeah, my mind. You gotta mind check out our license like, plate. It breaks yeah. the whole theory <laughs> wide open. Yeah, <laughs> excellent, excellent. Um, here's another question for you boys. Are we ever going to use a Ouija board together? Sure, yes, a hundred percent. I would do it tomorrow. Can we do it at a live show? As long as you remember to say goodbye, I'll do it. I yeah. I, I say we do it at a live show so that I want to follow. We can get everyone haunted because I'm not saying goodbye. I want everyone there to be like taken over by demons. No, hell no. I have to say I got to say goodbye, Jesse. I'll I can't like, do this with you if you don't let me say now, goodbye. <laughs> that I have all of you here. The sacrifice may begin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> can't wait for that um, if we each have okay. one knife that we can <laughs> three knives each of us needs a knife and we have the salt circle yeah. i'm good to go a little lime agree salt circle little little lime and each a knife yeah. i like it we will be ready to fight ghosts all right continuing the story my favorite time using the board is actually my most recent it was a few weeks ago at a friend's party what started out as the most interesting and in-depth relationship with any spirit so far ended up scaring the few of us that were still there. It wasn't my board this time, but a commercial one, the kind sold as a board game. It was a lot bigger than mine, which was good since uh, more people were playing. We had gone through a couple sessions already, meeting a 14-year-old boy who had drowned, someone who said 69 and then left, giving us a hearty laugh, and a possible demon who we immediately closed contact with and cleansed the room. One more time, my friend Maria said, we started the game in Spanish like we had been. But this time, the answers didn't make a lot of sense. Would you prefer to s- we speak in English, Maria asked. Hey, do you get in your answer right now, Alex? Yes, the spirit replied. So we started from the top, me asking the questions. He was a man, 41 years old, who died in 1952. He only gave his name as D, but made it clear that it, that was not his real name. He had died from, in his words, G-U-N, gun. In Maria's building, but luckily not her floor. He was Canadian, but had lived in Mexico during his life. What brought you down here, I asked. Work was the answer. What job? It begins to say S, and I say I bet he was a spy. My friend Andrea interrupted, or rather, my friend Andrea interrupted by saying I bet he was a spy. Then it was E, or maybe a secretary, she continued, and then X. We all sat in silence a second. Oh boy. Were you a pimp, my friend Laro asked, the one who was so afraid he made a salt circle just around himself the last time? Yes, was the answer. Wow. Here we were talking to a dead Canadian <laughs> pimp from the 50s. Nice. <laughs> I love it. Maybe he was one that said 69 and left. What the f- Maybe it was just he was just trying to proposition. Like at first he was like, what do you need? What do you need? 69? You ready for that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I can get to, to go through 69. I can if you think about it. a D and a G, they kind of like look like a six and a nine. <laughs> yeah. My friends asked him some questions about if he thought he was wrong in that. He basically said that women were goats. Ouch. Yikes. Lauro. <laughs> so, I mean, Lauro, sounds like a pimp time. Mode. Agreed. Agreed. Great on a team. Is that what that stands yeah. for? Greatest of all time. Greatest of all time. Come on now. I'm mean, the man. He was appreciative. Lauro, being a good guy. Like, Thanks, ladies, for doing all my work. <laughs> if this this guy, his name was was <laughs> Fudgy Fudgy Prime. 
Budgie Prime? That's a terrible pimp name. Budgie Prime. Budgie Prime, the Canadian 50s. Sounds straight up like a dude from Ontario. Fudgy Prime. (laughs) Don't worry, ladies. I'll be dead in a minute. And I'll come back Uh, and haunt you. Budgie Prime's here. (laughs) Shoot me if you need to. 69? Budgie Prime. Oh, God. 69? Feeling fine. Budgie Prime time. God, we have another another character to toss next to Aaron. Don't Nose bring him all the way to life. He does not deserve it. <laughs> no, we need, now we need to see him. Fudgy, Fudgy Prime. Prime. Come on, he's Fudgy Prime. The ghost with like a denim pimp, okay? jacket. And like, you know, other like, <laughs> oh my God. Real yeah, denim dude. jacket. Real denim jacket. Invisible guy, <laughs> real jacket. <laughs> we'll do a t-shirt design when we run out of mm-hmm. actual cryptids mm-hmm. of him for, uh, <laughs> for our shirts. All right, Lauro, being a good guy, started lecturing D on how coercing young, young women into sex work isn't moral and all of that. This was the funniest part. Without prompting, the planchette move, began moving again very, very, very quickly. From S to H to U, spelling Damn. shut up. That's right, folks. A ghost told my friend to shut up. I quickly punched Lauro with my free hand and also agreed. Yeah, Lau, shut up. Andrea asked D if he liked Lauro. No, was the answer. Sophia, a sweet girl who had been afraid, asked if he liked her. Yes, was what was responded. You are the she greatest then- of all time. <laughs> uh, what was his name again? Shit, what I was got, like Mountain Fudge in my head. Fudgy Prime? Fudgy Prime? The Canadian Fudgy pimp? pimp? It's Fudgy Prime Fudgy time? Prime. Fudgy Prime. The denim wearing Prime Canadian, Canadian pimp? Canadian pimp. <laughs> he wears denim because it makes him like us. Right. <laughs> <laughs> she was touched uh, by the answer until we reminded her that D was a middle-aged pimp. We asked if D had been killed because of his job. Yes. If it was lonely in the afterlife. No. If he had friends there. No. If he had enemies there. Yes. If the person who killed him was with him, was with him there. Yes. That's a bummer, but it was time for cake. So we bid him <laughs> farewell. <laughs> Got him. Where you going? Come back here. Uh, sorry, dude. Sorry, dude. Sorry, dude. We gotta I got go have cake. Bye, bye, bye. Good tell you, bitches. <laughs> See, he's probably the guy who's calling people bitches. <laughs> bitch. It's like, where are you going, bitches? Yeah, bitch. <laughs> I'm fudgy proud. Man, I wish I. Oh man. <laughs> Dude, with that voice, oh, Fudgy Prime's like damn. four foot even. Just this Here's, waddling, of course he is. He is a, man. A, a meatball of a man and a denim jacket. And he has a patch on the back that's the, you know, Canadian flag. And uh, he looks like Bob Hoskins from the Mario movie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> equally as drunk. His all pimp the cane time. is just like a bunch a of labats glued together. And he's like. <laughs> <laughs> a few hours later, most of the guests had gone. It was just me, Maria, and our pal Farrell. We decided to play a couple more rounds before Farrell and I had to leave. When we got another yes from the invitational question, we asked the spirit's name. And as usual, and like last time, it was D. Is this the same D we spoke to earlier? Yes. Nice to see you again, I said. We talked to him for a while longer. His favorite color was, guess what? Boys, guess his favorite color. Purple. It's purple. You're right. It's purple. The most pimp color to be red for Canada, but I guess the pimp won out. The pimp won out nope. in the end. <laughs> yeah, the pimp in him won out. Like a light washed blue <laughs> denim color he loves. <laughs> I asked him where he grew up and he responded, I don't know. So I responded with, you don't know where you grew up. And their answer was yes. Did you forget? Yes. Do you remember your parents? No. Oh, 
I'm sorry. Is it hard to remember things in the afterlife? Yes. What do you remember? Then he spelled wife. The three of us collectively awed at that. What was her name? It began to spell, I don't know. And I finished, and Maria finished by saying, you don't remember. It went to yes. Sad, right? What do you remember about her? It spelled hair. He had two kids, a boy and a girl, the daughter older. He didn't remember their names either. But this is where it got a little scary for us. We had talked for a while now and it was light. It was late. We had exhausted most topics and Maria decided to ask, is there anything you wanted to talk about? It responded with life. Do you want us to help you remember your life? Yes. How can we do that? Maria asked. It spelled out. We stopped looking at each other. You never, never let a spirit out no matter what. I'm sorry, D, I said. We can't do that. Yes, he answered. No, Maria backed me up. We can't let you out. I'm sorry. N-O-W came the reply. Yeah, no, we were done at this point, shaken up. We're going to say goodbye now, D, but it's been really good to meet you. The planchette nearly flew over to no. Yeah, Farrell said, we're going now, goodbye. We manually moved the planchette through goodbye, seeing as D probably wouldn't have helped us with it. Shaking, we ended the session and lit candles to cleanse the room. It was freaky, but by far the most interesting experience I've ever See, had. I was I was hoping at the end it would be like, experience. actually, I'm not DG, a pimp from, from Canada. I am devil guy. <laughs> Right? Uh, you know, like, <laughs> you fools! It yeah, was me, Demon Demon G. Yeah. Demon Man. All right. We've got one more story, and uh, we'll end on this. This is from a woman by the name of Annette. She begins by saying, yes, my experience is so unscientific, so incredible, I am embarrassed to tell it. I do believe in science. I am not normally a follower of Hocus Pocus, yet I was there. I saw it with my own eyes. I don't really like to think of it or even speak of it anymore, but here I go. Maybe someone out there has an explanation for this. Maybe my experience can help someone in some way. By the way, I don't know what that freaking board and planchette is, but I am convinced it is not a toy. Okay, now you're going to think I'm a little off for sure, but read on and tell me what you think. I was a young girl when someone first brought a Ouija board to our house. I was so excited by this. I had read and heard about them, but my mother thought they were a terrible idea. Some young friends were also there, and we tried to play with it. Although nothing was happening, and it was a major disappointment. When my mom, who was Italian-American, saw that we were really serious about playing with it, she hit the roof. My mom, though American-born, didn't speak English until she was 10. Although she always looked attractive and modern, she had some old country ways and superstitions about her. She and her sisters would sometimes talk about the evil eye. What a, what a hey, you know, I, what a unique uh, little tidbit of like, look, she was old way, but hot. My mom looked like she was in the old country, <laughs> right? but she was fine. Yeah, yeah. Just putting it out there. I'm like, hold on, hold on. Okay, right. now no, I got. I, I get I can now. Picture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> a fun fact about the evil eye curse: my family has the evil eye curse cast upon it um, from my great. Oh, that would explain uh, why time. you're such a um, mess. Yeah, also. No- <laughs> That's probably why. That's probably why Satan won't talk to you. He's like, I've already dealt with this one. He is already. Yeah, I've already know, I already know this one. Also, comes from the Italian side of the family. I don't know if it comes if it's like that, like specific. I never really looked too far into it, but yeah, we apparently have the evil eye curse on us because we betrayed somebody long ago. I don't know. 
They would shoo us young ones away, but we would sneak close by and hear some of it, as kids do. She was super, she was, yeah, she was secretly superstitious. Maybe this was why she had such a terrible reaction when she saw the Ouija board. She demanded that we get it out of her house pronto. She was so angry. Usually she was the calm one. Well, pretty calm anyway. We thought she was acting crazy. It turned out that the friend who brought it over was giving it to me to keep, so then mom was embarrassed. She told us that she heard it was a dangerous game. Nothing good could happen from playing with it. She told, the, she told my friend, honey, I wish you would keep it at your house. I don't really want it at mine. I then heard her mutter uh, that blank sent that thing to my house. That was not like my mom. And the blank is a swear, but we never know what the swear is. Of course, she's gone now and I miss her terribly, but she was usually polite. Naturally, that interested me more. After my friends left, she realized her mistake and stashed it in a closet with a lot of old clothes covering it. Then she distracted me. My parents were masters of distraction, and I totally forgot about it. Fast forward seven years later, and I go to college. I was only 17, childish still, and wanted people to like me. I was quiet and a little shy. One evening, I came back from the library, and five or six girls, some I knew but some I didn't, were across the hall from me in a dark room playing with what looked to be a Ouija board. They asked me to come in and join them. I wanted to meet more people, but I demurred. I had suddenly turned into my mother. I said, oh, I tried that thing once. It doesn't work. Anyway, even if it did, nothing good could come of it. Don't play with that thing. Maybe I had forebodings. They didn't give up. They kept at me. You know the age group. They told me the planchette would not move. No luck. I reluctantly sat down with them. I thought, incredible waste of time. To their surprise, and believe me, mine, once I sat down, the atmosphere changed rapidly. I just put my fingers over the planchette, hovering really, and the thing, and the freaking thing started moving all over the place. What the hell? I add here that I swear now, but never then. I was such a good Catholic girl. The others complained. You're not supposed to be touching it. Take your fingers off of it. I wasn't touching it. The planchette was moving so fast that I could barely read what was quickly being spelled out. And I have always been a fast reader. Something was contacting us and it wasn't me. A little girl, girl ghost maybe, who lived not recently named Deirdre spelled out. So quickly we had to help each other read it. That she died falling out of the buggy and her head was crushed by a wheel. Damn. She missed. (laughs) That's a fucking rough way to go, dude. (laughs) Christ. She missed her father terribly. Everyone was wearing black. The whole house and the servants were sad and mourning. She was nine. This was just the beginning. Oh, everybody, at least all of the spirits we met had a story. Friendly ghosts like Casper, but not. I had looked forward toward meeting more people in college, but I had hoped they'd be among the living. At first, it all looked so rosy and so exciting. The benign ghosts come and interest you. You think it's always going to be like this. You want to be at that board all the time. It's very addictive. More, more, and more. We girls all felt like we had a delicious secret. We walked around in a, di- in a daze. No one wanted the adults, which meant anyone older than us. We were all freshmen to know. We had a feeling they'd behave like our mom. However, it had become sort of an open secret and word eventually got around. One of the society Debs in the dorm who wouldn't uh, have given little ordinance me. Try that again. One of the society Debs in the dorm who wouldn't have given little ordinance me, uh, ordinary me, the time of day before, asked me to come in and work her board. I couldn't. I don't know why, and her interest waned. Whoops, I guess me and the great-great-niece of the long-dead robber baron were not going to be buds. What a surprise. No problem. I was getting plenty of attention in that dark second-room floor, or second-floor room. Yes, by now, we had moved into my room. 
The board continued to work as long as I was there. We didn't know it, but things were about to change. To be fair, after about a week, one of our little Casper friends who we were getting so attached to and how could uh, and who, how could this ever be a good thing warned us that something bad was coming. She suddenly spelled, don't let him in. I believed it. I was all for shutting down the whole enterprise, but apparently this new event excited some people. Against my better judgment, one of the girls encouraged this bad spirit, figment of our collective imaginations, whatever you want to call it, into my dorm room. Everything changed again, and it was swift. Now, this is how it seems to work, if it works. I still don't really know what happened, but this is what I remember. Benign spirits seem to show up first, but they're only paving the way for something worse. It's interesting in the beginning and draws you in. You don't know what's coming. We all had become addicted. I became popular for my non-existent psychic abilities. I still have no idea what all this really was. I can't in good faith claim credit. Those of us involved had begun skipping classes. Some girls became ill. Uh, The atmosphere was different now. Something more sinister. We began to argue, especially because the other girls wanted me to be on that board all the time. Feelings of excitement and fun turned into unease and fear. The spirits or whatever the hell they were, be- uh, were became sort of evil, or shall I just say plain bad. No more little girl ghosts telling their sweets but sad stories. I don't even believe in ghosts. These new entities would curse and swear, threaten us. They quickly, almost in a rage, spelled out bad language that I had never heard before. And my father had used pretty salty languages when I was a kid. Whatever was contacting us now terrified us, at least most of us. The fun stuff was over, and it didn't seem to be coming back anytime soon. I don't know how else to explain it. I had continued to go to class, but every time I would return, girls who were no longer going to their classes were hunched over the board waiting for me. I don't even think they took showers anymore. There were just a few who didn't, there were just a few who never stopped. Some odd things happened too. Lights went out, candles wouldn't hold their flame, a strange wind could be felt in the room, we heard unexplainable eerie noises. Most of us were scared to death. Some of the girls were getting sick. I could see the whole thing was getting too weird. Despite hardcore followers, I felt like something had to be done and I had to stop it. Here I apologize to everyone who thought that I was normal. If I hadn't lived through all this, I wouldn't believe me either. I didn't know what to do, so I did what I always did in situations I couldn't handle. I called my mom. She was great after she yelled at me. She told me to break up the board and destroy it. The planchette too. Then she told me to burn it. I said, Mom, I don't think I can just burn it on a campus like that. Besides, it's not my board. She replied, find a way. I'll send you money. Pay her for it. I didn't raise an idiot. Afterwards, bury it. Not shallow either. Then pour salt over it and bring your rosary. It would be good if you said a prayer or two. Some of the girls, recognizing that we needed to get rid of the thing sooner rather than later, helped me. We were a sight of, uh, we were a sight, a group of quaking college girls burying burned bits and ashes of this game with a shovel, then spreading salt on the dirt by light of the moon. Not one of my best moments. Uh, my good friend, one of the ringleaders of the Ouija board fiasco, was now in the hospital. These were the kinds of serious things that were happening. She had passed out during math class right in the middle of something the professor was explaining. Her head fell forward with a bang. When the professor yelled at her, uh, we all thought it was Yvonne just goofing off again. She was always a clown. I thought she was kidding too. Our desks were pushed together. I pulled her ponytail and her, and her head hit the desk again, hard. I'll never forget that. She felt lifeless. I thought she was dead. I screamed. The ambulance came. What a stupid way to get someone's attention. Pull their ponytail. 
It turned out she had undiagnosed diabetes. So this too had, has totally logical explanations. I remember something else too. Only a few weeks later, the same math professor fell off of a scaffolding while painting the front of his house. We never saw him again. He had broken both legs. He was so serious, the students liked to tease him. We used to joke about him, giggle, generally give him a hard time. He gave us tons of homework. There were always the hope that something would happen to him so we could have a little, a little rest, and then something had. We all felt terribly ashamed and guilty. Of course, we don't know if we had anything to do with it, if it was just a bad luck, or it was part of our creepy pastime. In 50 years, this experience has never left me. 50 years? Damn. That's 50 years <clears throat> after, the, uh, after the event. Got a little creepy creepy pasta e yeah. towards the end i would say yep but little uh, agree but more than anything it just really makes me want to use a ouija board god I, I wouldn't i would be lying if i didn't have an urge to try it if i wasn't such a scared bitch of let's of just try inviting like, something okay. into my downside house. of this is that a demon possesses us or infests us or haunts <laughs> us in some way right a pretty rough downside but but we're in the public eye. We could probably spin this. We could probably get some sort of yeah, TV, profit off of it. TV special, some sort of Skinwalker Ranch <laughs> type deal. I, you know, our luck was like you and I might get haunted. Jesse wouldn't, would not. And he just wouldn't no, believe us. I would not believe you at all. <laughs> His haunting would uh, be like a sound of something that like a birth, like that Malcolm in the middle episode with the birthday card where they can't figure out where it is. And, and like, you know, it would just be like, a clock somewhere in his walls or something. And then he like turns into a Edgar Allan Poe protagonist, but we would be like clawing out our eyes and like, like, like Sam Neill <laughs> you know, in uh, going, event horizon type vibes <laughs> going through a demonic possession. Yeah. Straight up. Uh, well, we have a mini to go record and I'm freaking thrilled about this one. I can't wait to go talk more about the weird UFO stuff happening. Indeed. Next week will be an Alex episode. Get ready. It's crazy. I'm so I'm so uh, you, you've been teasing like what this is going to be. You've said it's going to be amazing. I cannot wait. And then after that, we begin the next deep dive into something crazy as well. I'm pumped. We will be uh, we'll be back next week, everybody. Uh, and for those who are on Patreon, Ooh. we'll be back in just a moment over on the Minisode. We'll see you then. Bye. Goodbye. Honk, everybody. Honk. Anyway, <laughs> me and my wife were sitting outside indulging on our porch one night, enjoying ourselves. I needed to go to the bathroom, so I stepped back inside, and after a few moments, I hear my wife go, Holy shit, get out here! So I quickly dash back outside, and she's looking up at the sky in awe. I look up too, and there's a perfect line of dozen lights traveling across the sky.